You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. We honor God by using the gifts we receive to serve others. Discover more about this truth in this message by Pastor Arya Marquez. We are celebrating today what we call Volunteer Weekend. And uh, all across our churches in Metro Manila, this is what we're going to be talking about. As we end this series on honoring God, we are going to talk about honoring God in our service. If you are a volunteer here, whether you're a a musician or maybe uh, you're part of the ushers or kids church teacher, tech team production, intercessor, can you please just raise your hand to be acknowledged? Anyone? Can we just give these people a hand? Appreciate them. Thank you so much for uh, serving. Uh, in our church, and this church won't be existing, okay? We'll, or we'll be able to do what it's called to do without uh, you guys helping out. All right. We are completing and finishing our series on Honor God. Everybody say, Honor God. And what a way for us to start this year by honoring God. Amen. We've started our, our year by fasting and praying We talked about honoring God, and the topics that we talked about so far is first week we talked about honoring God with your heart. We know that our heart is the center or central part of our being. Uh, The wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, said, Guard your heart, for from it comes the wellspring of life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? The mouth speaks. There's always something that flows out of the heart. That's why the first uh, area that we need to honor God in is where? Our heart. Touch your heart and say, I will honor the Lord with my heart. Okay, thank you very much. That is the sign of hunger, okay? Of course, after that, we talked about honoring God with our body. Hey, why do we need to honor God with our body? We know and we found out that because God lives in us, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and because God owns our body, He purchased us with a price. Now, how do we honor God? First is we need to be holy. Everybody say, be holy. And second way is we need to be healthy. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, be healthy. Yeah, okay? As you speak, I get convicted as well, right? I was about five pounds lighter when I went to Taiwan, <laughs> but uh, now I'm back with uh, you know, a little bit of uh, a midsection here. Anyway, honor the Lord with your body. We honor the Lord with our body by being holy and by living a healthy life so that we can serve Him better. Last week, Pastor John uh, talked about honoring the Lord with our wealth. Can we just appreciate Pastor John for uh, sharing the word last Sunday? You know, we honor the Lord through our wealth. Um, you, know, the, you know, the Proverbs, uh, Proverbs uh, 3 basically says, we honor the Lord with our wealth, with the first fruits of our crops. Then the promise is, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And I believe that this is another area in our life wherein we need to honor God. Amen? You know, every time you talk about money, always remember you have two hands. How many of you have two hands? How many of you have the right hand? How many of you have your left hand? Remember this. In giving to God, okay, give what is right, not what is left. Ah. <laughs> All right. 
Anyway, moving along. <laughs> so we put God first. We put God as a top priority, particularly in the area of finance. We're just merely stewards, and we're going to talk about that in a little while again. With your service, and this is the final installment on honoring the Lord. We are called to serve, not just ourselves, but we are called to serve one another. We're called to serve other people. You know, the reason why this church can exist is because of the volunteers that we have, and we are so grateful for the volunteers that we have. You know, our, uh, our staff is basically composed of 10 pastors. You know, we have three lead pastors right now, myself, Pastor Sunny, and Pastor uh, Jonathan. Uh, we have uh, Pastor Jonathan, the discipleship pastor, Pastor Carlo as the uh, kids pastor, Pastor uh, Edre a while ago was, uh, is the youth pastor, um, Pastor King is our pastoral services pastor, Pastor Chico is our family pastor, and uh, Pastor Saul is our worship services pastor. Uh, in training right now is uh, Rain, he's going to be a pastor sometime soon, he's going through our school, and uh, he will be graduating in a few months and he will be joining our pastoral staff. Uh, we have about 19 uh, full-time administrative staff, from secretaries to uh, uh, web uh, designer to video editors to, uh, you know, to uh, people assigned to organize the database. But guess what? With the 29 staff in our church, we are serving 11,000 people who are attending our congregation. Check out the statistics. Okay? And I'm not sharing that to celebrate the number 11,000. It's not, that's not the point. The point is, how do we do that? That's virtually impossible for you to know that if there's about 11,000, that's more than 1,000 per pastor. But the reason why we can do that is because there are more than 1,000 volunteers in this church that help serve, run this church. Amen. That is what we're celebrating today. And these are people who are selfless, people who are not even being paid, people who take and carve out their time to come here earlier than usual so that they can serve us and they can make our church experience a little bit more comfortable and memorable and actually God-oriented uh, and touching. You know, from the music team to the, uh, our ushers, how many of you appreciate our ushers? Can you please give them a hand? You know, our ushers who greet you, you know, as you come in, they wear those big smiles, they lead you to the chair that you don't normally want to sit in because you have your own favorite chair, right? He will insist, you sit here, no, I sit there, you know, but somehow, yes, they direct traffic in this church, you know, our kids' church, teachers, our tech team here in the back, our uh, intercessors right here in front, praying for the service and praying for the pastors, praying for the different ministries. Of course, our music team. You know, all of the people here that you saw here on stage, none of them are full-time staff. But how many of you appreciate their talent? Isn't that amazing that God can actually use professional-type people to come here and not even be paid? Thank you, guys. It's just chicken joy. <laughs> that we give to them <laughs> every time they serve here. That's the reason why we honor God. We honor God because of the gifts that He has entrusted to us and we give it back to the people that we serve. That is the best way to honor God through our service. Speaking of this word honor, what does that mean? To honor, once again, to serve you, it implies great respect mingled with love, 
devotion, and what? And awe. Everybody say awe. Oh, that's not the awe I'm talking about, okay? When you talk about awe, the awe that I'm talking about is reverence. It's almost like a healthy kind of fear. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that's all that we're talking about. You honor the Lord with everything you've got. It starts from the heart, then your body, then your wealth, then the service that we give to others. Another way to talk about honor or define honor is to fulfill an obligation or keep an agreement. If you gave your word to somebody, what does that honor your word mean? It means fulfilling your promise, fulfilling your obligation. To honor also means to prize or to give value or weight, to revere, or to what? To venerate. And that's the reason why we serve God. As we serve God's people, ultimately we give our service to Him, right? And that's, you know, He is, you know, the, 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 the body of Christ, or the body, the church, really is an extension of God here on earth. And there are different excuses why people refuse to serve God. First, maybe it's because of ignorance. Everybody say ignorance. Maybe people don't know that they, how, to, how to serve or why they need to serve. They just know, okay, do I need to serve? Yeah, maybe. You know, you know many of the, the, the companies or service industry right now, it's all about service. You know, you may be working or you may be uh, employed in a, in a company that is service-oriented. Whether it's in the restaurant business or maybe in the insurance or that's a finance service, maybe in the hotel industry, many of them are service or maybe in the BPO service. You know, it's very important. It's key. Okay? And it's normal outside, but yet in the church, you know, we need to find out, we need to know that service also is appreciated here. Okay? We hope that after this uh, sermon, we all are knowledgeable that that is one thing that we can actually give to the Lord. Second is maybe because of inconvenience. Another excuse that the people may have in refusing to serve God is because they don't want to sacrifice or maybe they don't want to pay the price. Or maybe because maybe they're busy, don't have time to do it. Third, maybe because of inadequacy. Everybody say inadequacy. Maybe they don't know their gifts or they st- still feel unworthy to serve. <clears throat> you know, last, uh, last year we were blessed to uh, have a trip in, uh, in Osaka, Japan. And my family, actually my two younger daughters, went with us in this trip. And we, uh, you know, we had a vacation there for about a few days. And one of the tips that was given to us by a uh, Japanese family who attends this church is they said, when you go to Japan, make sure that you go, don't give tips to people. Because if you give a tip to a waiter, or if you give a tip to a hotel attendant, they will be insulted. Ah, that's exactly how I responded or replied when I heard about that. Because I said, why? Because she said, that my friend said, because serving is part of the Japanese culture. In fact, if you have watched the movie Ronin, um, you know, that movie, Ronin, basically gives you a glimpse of that culture that they would rather not live if they would live dishonorably. They would rather die in honor than live a dishonorable life. That's how much they put a weight or a premium when you talk about honor. And so, you know, when you enter a restaurant, so we went, you enter a restaurant, you know, they are just so courteous. They are so kind. And they would greet you, uh, Ohayou gozaimasu. 
Konnichiwa! Konbanwa! In the afternoon, konbanwa! You know, they're just so kind. And I say, wow, what an amazing, you know, culture. So polite. And so when you enjoy the, you know, they will serve you with all their heart and make sure that you don't give a tip because what they're doing is really when they serve you, they give of themselves to you. When you purchase something in the store, for example, make sure that you stay there for a few minutes. Why? Because, you know, if you are in a hurry and you just purchase an item and you say, uh, just put it in a bag, I'm, 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 I'm in a hurry. They will not do that. Part of their service is to wrap that thing that you bought in a proper manner. There's a way to wrap it. Oh, don't be in a hurry. We are going to wrap it first. And so I say, come on, come on. <laughs> and then after that, Arigato Saimasu. You know, it's, it's a very honoring culture. When they give of themselves, they're not expecting anything in return. They're not expecting tips. But what about the prevalent culture in the world today? The basic question when we serve is, what's in it for me? Or what can I get out of this service that I'm giving to you? So that's what we want to talk about right now in a brief moment here as we open up with the Word of God. Can we all stand up? We're going to be reading from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 to 11. And I'd like to invite everyone to read along with me with your beautiful voices in unison. Are you ready? One, two, three. Let's read verse 7. Ready? Go. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. I ask that you would anoint the preaching of your word tonight, and may you open up our hearts and our spiritual ears to listen to what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. Give your people a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better, so that we can honor you in the service that we can give because of the gifts that you have deposited in each and every one of us. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. the reason why we can serve is because there was somebody who set the example for us. He's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. He came not to be served. He came to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. That was His attitude. You know, He deserves our loyalty. He deserves our allegiance. He deserves our service, yet He did not expect that from us. He came here with an attitude of serving us, the very people He created. He created. He served us by giving His life for us. You know that is what service is all about? When you serve, you give something to the person you're serving. Do you know that? That is what service is all about. You give either time or resource 
or you know, your ability or your talent. That is what service is all about. Now, how do you honor God with your service? We looked at different excuses a while ago. Uh, how people respond to this service. And we will now look at the scriptures respond to those excuses. First excuse that we've, uh, we've seen is, I don't know how and why I should serve. Basically, okay? ignorant. But the Bible says, we serve with a gift you have been given. We actually find that out, uh, find that in uh, verse 10a of First Peter chapter and it says, as each has received a gift, say each one. Okay? As each one has received a gift, use it to what? Serve one another. Now, how many of you know or feel or can acknowledge that you have a gift or a skill or a talent or an ability? Please raise your hand. Okay, I believe all of us has a gift. The Bible says, as what? As each. Everybody say each. What does each mean? Makate, right? Each. Okay, each pala, each. Uh, everyone, okay? Each one. You know, God has not left you out. When He distributed the gifts, you know, God was not sleeping. Okay, wala kang gift, sorry. Next time na lang, right? No, every one of us. When He distributed the gifts, when He made you, He deposited and planted a gift there inside of you. Tell the person beside you and tell the person, you are gifted. Okay? Receive that. The question is, what is your gift? How can you serve? We cannot choose the gift that was given to us. Amen? How I wish I could have the gift of singing. But I did not really have that. But praise God, somebody was given that gift. And they can use that gift in the building up of the body. Okay? You know, what is your passion? Normally, you would take uh, note that whatever it is that you're passionate about, that normally is your inclination to your gift, to discover that gift. Maybe some of you have the gift of talking. How many of you have the gift of talking? Okay? Even if it's not time to talk, you talk and talk and talk. Right? There are some people with the gift of gab. You just talk. And my, my, uh, my two younger daughters have this gift. They talk until they sleep. They talk until they run out of energy. And then they sleep. You know, that's a gift. Not everybody is gifted in talking. Right? Look at the person beside you and ask that person, Ikaw ba yun? If you don't have the gift of gab, maybe you have the gift of fab. You're just fabulous, you know, you're right? You know, you, you know you're, you're just, when you stand, wow, you're just oozing out with personality. You know, maybe that's who you are. You're bigger than life, right? Or maybe you're gifted, I don't know, maybe you're a writer or maybe you're somebody you can actually counsel or pray for another person. Maybe you have the gift of leadership. Maybe you have the gift of creativity, maybe you have the gift of science, maybe you have the gift of math. How many of you love math? Please raise your hand. Come on! Wow! You're cursing that gift, right? No, don't curse that gift. Some people are gifted in the ability to think about math. They think about numbers all the time. Okay? Like I see my two daughters. They're different. 
I, you know, of course, Bea, my third, my third, my first daughter, is highly creative. But uh, you know, my two younger daughters, my uh, my my nine-year-old Anna is just you know very talkative. Okay, she actually she can talk and talk and talk. She's the one who's more talkative than Andrea. But I realize that this girl is very creative, highly creative. She uses her hands to create things. Now Andrea is the more logical one. She loves math. At the age of seven, she's like memorized the multiplication table. Or so it's it's, a, it's just natural for her. She doesn't think about it. She just basically blurts out the answer. Okay, that's like her gift. Okay, and you know I noticed that even as young as this little girls are, God can actually use them in serving in the church. You know I was wondering why. You know, every time it's Sunday, they always wake up, sometimes even earlier than me. Of course, well, not really earlier than me, but sometimes they, they wake up earlier than usual. You know, I'm telling them, go sleep some more because it's a Sunday. Don't attend the 11 o'clock service in Akasha. Just come to the 3 o'clock or maybe the 5 o'clock service in Festival Mall. Now, they would always insist, no, Dad, we've got to wake up. We need to go to the 11 o'clock service in Akasha. And I say, why? Because we need to attend kids' church. And then, you can go home right after. No, we have to stay in Akasha. Why? Because we want to serve in kids' church. Because the policy there is you cannot serve as a teacher if you have not attended first the class. So what they do is they attend kids' church, and then they serve in the smaller children's ministry. And this is the picture that I took them uh, earlier, them wearing aprons of kids and serving in that ministry, and I asked Andrea, what are you doing in the kids' ministry, uh, in the children's church? You know, I am the tech booth operator. <laughs> I said, what do you do? I cue all the videos. I said, really? Yeah, I know how. That? Okay. And then I asked Anna, so what do you do, Anna? Well, I am the one assisting the kids, you know, in organizing their crafts. I said, wow, amazing. Can you imagine as young as they are, they realize that they can actually give something to the church to serve other kids. Amen? Each one of us has been gifted by God. And where did that gift come from again? Our gift came from God. Talents, skills, or abilities. We have a talent. We have a skill. How many of you are talented? Talented. Talentado. <laughs> talented. Okay? We're talented. I'd like to quote from Miles Monroe. Unfortunately, he passed away last November. Uh, Dr. Miles Monroe said this, The richest place in the world is the cemetery. Why? Because, it is, uh, because in it are all the unused potential God has given. If one could mine all these gifts, one could be very rich. Don't let your gift die with you. Hmm. Tell the person beside you, don't let your gift die with you. Not yet, okay? But, you know, don't go to the grave without you using that gift. I believe God has deposited something in us so that we can make another person's life better and blessed. Amen. I mean, we use that outside in the world. Maybe you're working in a company and the reason why you're working is because you're earning a salary. You're well compensated. But yet, you know, if you uh, recall the movie Pearl Harbor, and there's like a scene there wherein this uh, general was saying, 
about volunteers or those who fought in the war. What he said was, there's nothing more powerful than the heart of a volunteer. Because a volunteer's heart is not after payment or compensation or wealth or anything. They're highly motivated because they want to give themselves to other people. And that is the highest motivation of all. I give because I'm gifted, not because I'm going to get something in return. Don't let your gift die with you. Another quotation from Gandhi, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. You, re- you recognize, you realize who you really are by serving others. Many times, <clears throat> what you think you are is not really what you're supposed to do until you start serving others. You know, I, as I said uh, in my previous uh, messages, I am an accountant, trained as an accountant. I, uh, you know, I took the board exam. That's where I met my wife. I am a CPA. What's a CPA? Chicken pork adobo, right? Uh, and... You know, uh, as, a, as an accountant, I'm trained to look at numbers. But somehow, as I was serving, uh, even in the capacity as an accountant, even in the ministry, Pastor St- I heard the voice of God through pastors. Even he said, you're actually called to become a pastor. I said, uh, I thought about it because I had fears in my heart to stand in front of an audience. You know, truth be told, when I was younger, I was really a very, very shy boy. Okay? You know, I, I, I don't want, you know, I remember when I was nursery and I was about to be uh, awarded this third medal, uh, or third honor, I don't want to go up the stage even if my dad would take me because I said I don't want to have that feeling of the people staring at me, which is what you're all doing right now. <laughs> I don't want that feeling. I get so fearful, you know, looking at that. But somehow... When Pastor Steve told me this, I said to Pastor Steve, okay, I think I can be a pastor as long as I don't preach. And Pastor Steve said, okay, you don't have to preach. What you need to do first is, uh, you know, all you have to do is to lead our family uh, ministry, to counsel couples, uh, train the young couples in the area of marriage. And so that's how I started. And then I realized, how can you become a pastor if you don't preach? It's oxymoronic. You know, as a pastor, you need to communicate the gospel. And that's about preaching. Amen. And I've got to, and I realized that as I responded to the call of God in my life, that's how this gift was further developed in our life. As you serve others, you will know and find out what your real, real calling is. Second excuse, I want to, but I don't have the time, maybe because of inconvenience. Second point is we serve as good stewards of God's grace. All of these things is about the grace of God. Amen. God has given us, first of all, of course, He's given us the gift of His presence, the gift of salvation. How many of you appreciate the fact that you are saved? We are going to heaven. That's the gift of God. But yet, while we are still here on earth, He's given abroad, all different kinds of gifts. And what is that for? To serve the body and to serve other people. In verse 10b, it says, use it what? To serve one another as, a good, or as good stewards of God's varying grace. The meaning of steward is somebody who takes care 
of things for an owner. So, you know, don't really have to uh, take note of this definition. But a steward is not an owner. A steward is more of a manager. And the whole responsibility of a steward is this. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, It is required of stewards that they be found what? Faithful. Everybody say faithful. As a steward, what is expected of us is that we become faithful with the gift that was entrusted to us. A good steward of God also develops his own talents, abilities, gifts in serving God through others. If you don't use it, you lose it. Have you ever heard of this term, atrophy? Right? You know, for example, you have like a muscle that you don't use, underdeveloped. You know, there's a difficulty in making that muscle function because you have not used that. The same is true with our gift. If you don't use that gift, it will not develop fully. You know, it's kind of like this body. Right? When I was in high school, I would lift weights. But then I stopped, so the chest fell down to my stomach. It was underdeveloped. It slid there. That's the effect of gravity. It went down. So I have to go back to the gym and lift again in order for it to go up again, right? But if you don't use it, you lose it. I guess I just have to accept the fact that it's there. You know, and I was just talking to another person earlier who's had a baby. And he said, you know what? I noticed that as I had the baby, my stomach became bigger. I said, there's a purpose there. That's the chair of your baby every time you actually put that baby to sleep, okay? So you put the baby on your tummy, and that's where he would sit. Anyway, so that's, that's like a, just a nugget of wisdom to, a, to a, a, a dad as well. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, For this reason I remind you to what? To fan into flame the gift of God. What does that mean? To develop it further. Fan into flame. If you're cooking barbecue, if you have a char- charcoal, right? And if the flame is dying down, what do you need to do? Fan it. Hipan mo. Until the flame goes back again. Fan into flames, the, or fan into flame, the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Of course, we are reminded of this uh, story of the, um, uh, good, uh, the, the, the parable of the talents where a manager left different talents to three of his servants the first one he gave five, the second one he gave two, the, the third one he gave one. The first two used their talents. The third one hid the talent in the ground. When the owner came back, the two gave a report that they actually expanded or made the talents grow. So this was the response of the manager or the, the owner. And he said, the master said, well done. Everybody say, well done. Good and faithful servant. You have been in, uh, faithful with a little I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And these are the very words that we long to hear the Lord when we go into eternal life. Well done. You know, welcoming us into eternal dwellings. But to the last servant, what did the master say? You wicked and lazy servant. Can you imagine? He did not just call that servant lazy. He called that servant wicked. Why was he wicked? Because he did not use the talent that was entrusted to him. The master took that one talent and gave that talent to the one who had five, 
because if you are faithful with the little, God will entrust you with more. Amen. You want to be promoted? Be faithful with the gift and the talent that you have been given, even when your boss is not looking. Even when no one is acknowledging you. Even if you feel that it's only the Holy Spirit seeing you. Ultimately, He is our boss. And, you know, promotion comes from the Lord. Amen? Praise God. All right. The last point as we uh, prepare to close or prepare to shift, okay? Excuse number three is I'm not good enough. Maybe you feel inadequate. You know, the gift that you have, maybe it's not as good as the gift that you see, you know, your brother has. You know, we don't really have to compare gifts because God gives gifts differently to different people. Amen? You know, I praise God that my gift is not the same as Pastor Ed Ray. Okay, I praise God that my gift is not the same as pastor, uh, as pastor for soon to be pastor. Okay, uh, rain. Okay, I, I praise God that my nose is different from your nose. This is the gift of God for me. This nose will not fit you, and your nose will not fit me. Praise God, right? But what I praise God about our nose is our nose is actually facing upside, you know, down spot. Because can you imagine if our nose is facing upside down? When it rains, we drown, right? I mean, that's the design of God, right? Where did that come from? Anyway. But all of us... Oh, man. That's why when it rains, you've got to cover your nose, right? If it's upside down, you know. I'm not good enough. We're unique. There's a different gift that God has given each and every one of us. You don't have to compare ourselves with another person. We serve by the strength of God. You know, because ultimately, it's not our own strength, not our might, but by the Spirit of God. Amen? And the reason why we can serve others is because of the strength and the grace that the Holy Spirit gives us. In verse 11a, it says, Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by what? By the strength that God supplies. It's the Lord that gives us the strength to serve. It's God that gives us the grace and the motivation to serve as well. So what is the purpose of serving God? Why do we need to serve? We see that in the next verse. In order that in everything, God may be what? Glorified through Jesus Christ. We're not really after promotion. We're not really after His favor because we've been given favor already. It's not really after acceptance because we've been accepted already. It's ultimately using the gift and the talent that God gave us so that ultimately we glorify and honor Him. What is our motivation? We move back a little uh, verses before this. It says, above all. Everybody say, above all. Keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. And Peter was careful to emphasize this. Sometimes serving can be tiring, right? Especially in your, like for example, in your family. You know, uh, earlier my, my wife just reminded me about this quotation and she said, the secret to a long or lasting marriage is really a, uh, is, is a having the attitude of serving and not demanding. You serve, you give, and you don't demand from that person. But yet sometimes we still have offenses, even among us, right? How many of us have been offended at least once in our life? 
by the people, especially the people that we love and the people that we serve. You know, sometimes it's the people that you serve, it's the people that you feed that bites you the most. But yet, we learn to serve. And Peter was so careful to include this, since love covers a multitude of sins. We serve because of the motivation of love. Because Jesus loved us first. That even while we were still sinners, He died for us. The motivation ultimately is love. We love God, that's why we serve. And we show this love to other people, that's why we continue to serve them. Even though sometimes we feel they're not worthy to receive our service. The main point I want to share as we come to an end is the love of God enables and empowers us to serve others. Ultimately, this is the fuel why we can wake up in the morning. We realize God loved us first. God was the one who gave His love for us. He showed that by Jesus Christ going to the cross and giving His life to us. That's why we can reciprocate that love by responding, Lord, thank you so much. The reason why I'm serving is because, not because I want to be recognized, but simply because I am grateful. I serve in church because I am grateful for what Jesus Christ did for me. And I serve the body because this is an extension of Christ. As I serve someone, as you do this to the least of my brothers, you do that for me. You extend the same love that you show to others by giving that back to God. We hope you were inspired by that message. Begin the new year right by staying updated with our schedules and events. Make sure you have the Victory Alabang app on your mobile devices. Thank you and stay connected.